Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Once again, it's Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Just a reminder that you are listening to us on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key out of Noonan, Georgia. Brought to you by Ivy Park Sports Bar Grill, your official post-game hangout of the Columbus Rapids. We got a great show. Going to talk about the Braves taking two out of three against the Milwaukee Brewers. We got some local baseball teams punching their ticket to the conference finals. And these NBA playoffs are just starting to heat up. Well, I got to tell you, it was a busy sports weekend. I mean, we had the Kentucky Derby. We had the WNBA. John Morant's going to be likely out for game four. And finally, if you're an Atlanta Braves fan, this has got to be a great story for you. Ronald Acuna Jr. hits his first home run since being back from that injury. And the Atlanta Braves do take two out of three against... The Milwaukee Brewers over the weekend at Truitts Park. The Atlanta Braves won yesterday 9-2. Charlie Morton picks up his second victory of the season. And the Atlanta Braves are 14-16 as they get ready for a two-game series against the Boston Red Sox at Truitts Park. And then they got another three-game series this weekend against the San Diego Padres. So far, the Major League Baseball season has been an interesting one. With the best team in the American League is the New York Yankees. The best team in the National League right now, percentage points, is the Los Angeles Dodgers with a 19-7 record. They have won six straight, and they are doing it with their veteran pitching from Clayton Kershaw, Walker Bueller. And even Julio Urias and Tony Gonsolin is starting to look like aces. But right now, the New York Mets lead the National League East. They are six games above the Atlanta Braves and the Miami Marlins with a 20-10 record. The Milwaukee Brewers still in first place with a 19-10 record. And they are leading the St. Louis Cardinals by two and a half games. I'm really excited about this show. As my audience continues to grow, the guest list keeps getting bigger. And so last week, I had to go to seven days a week. That's right. I aired a special Saturday morning show with Gabe Reynolds. And then Sunday morning, I featured part two of my sports documentary. So going forward, my sports documentaries will air Sunday morning. And it's just because the guest list is just getting bigger. I'm going to have Matt Austin on the show today. Hopefully, I've got Columbus River Dragons general manager and president of Ignite Sports, Scott Brand, which will join the show tomorrow. And then on Wednesday, I will have Brad Page. Thursday, I will have Columbus Lions wide receiver Jarman Fortson. 
And then Friday, hoping to get Rob Frazier on the show. So we have got a great show. I had a very busy weekend going to the Southern States Athletic Conference Tournament at Historic Golden Park. It was a success. William Carey defeated Faulkner to win the Southern States Athletic Conference. We went out to Historic Golden Park and saw Faulkner play as they beat Bruton Parker 9-3 Saturday afternoon. And it was just a great moment as my wife did go to Faulkner. I was able to talk to the baseball coach, Patrick McCarthy, who also coached at Freed Harbin. And we caught a couple foul balls. First time at a baseball game in history that I have ever caught a foul ball. And so the whole team autographed some baseballs. It was just a great moment for my kids as well. And that's one thing about enjoying Mother's Day weekend, you know, just enjoying it with the family, but also just spending time with uh, the wife and the kids. Just a quiet, relaxing Mother's Day weekend. Enjoy going to Woodruff Park. And it was important just to get out into the community and embrace the city of Columbus. The Columbus Lions were on a bye. They're going to take on the Jacksonville Sharks this Saturday down in Jacksonville. We had some local high school baseball teams that are in the quarterfinals. As LaGrange, Troop County, St. Ampicelli, Central, and Auburn and Callaway are still alive for a possible state championship for baseball. Let's start with the Columbus State Cougars baseball team as they will host the Peach Belt Conference semifinals next weekend as they were able to take as they were able to get the two game sweep over Flagler to include it game 1 coming back and winning it in walk-off fashion. Scott Miller had an amazing call on the broadcast for WCUG 88.5 Cougar Radio. It was just an amazing broadcast, as that's why he's in the Hall of Fame. And the Columbus State Cougars pick up their 40th win of the season. And how about the LaGrange College baseball team? After Thursday beating William Peace 27-1, they were able to beat Covenant 11-2 on Friday. Then on Saturday, they rallied from five runs down to defeat William Peace again, and they are now in the USA South Tournament Final, getting ready to take on North Carolina Wesleyan for a best-of-three series. As the LaGrange College Panthers, as the LaGrange Panthers are looking for their sixth conference title. And no surprise, David Kelton, the Panthers' manager, is named USA South Baseball Coach of the Year. And why not? He's done an amazing job all season. The LaGrange Panthers have an overall record of 35-6 and and 15-3 and in conference play. They have just been dominant all year. We do have some state baseball action to talk about. As the quarterfinals are set, we have Heritage that's going to take on the LaGrange Grangers. On the other bracket, Troop County is, is taking on Benedict Dean. And we also have Cedartown taking on Perry and North Oconee taking on Thomas County Central. That is for 4A 
for the GHSAA baseball playoffs. So good luck to LaGrange and Troop County. After Central swept Baker in the quarterfinals 9-0 and 13-7, they are getting ready to take on Auburn as they defeated Bryant 10-0 and 7-1. As they are in the Final Four, the other bracket is Vestivia Hills and Hewitt Trussville as the championship games will be held May 16th through the 21st. Well, it was a huge upset at the Kentucky Derby as Rich Strike wins he at 80 to 1 odds. This is the second biggest upset in Kentucky Derby history. I don't tend to get into horse racing unless the Kentucky Derby winner unless the Kentucky Derby winner wins the Preakness, then I start paying attention to horse racing. So we'll see how Rich Strike does. 80 to 1 odds. That is just incredible though. I mean, who doesn't love an underdog? All right, just when I thought that these NBA playoffs were going to be easy wins by the Phoenix Suns and the Miami Heat, lo and behold, the Dallas Mavericks even things up with the Suns. Chris Paul was in foul trouble. The Mavericks were able to win 111-101. to The 76ers defeated the Miami Heat 116-108 to to tie up that series. Despite Jimmy Butler's 40 points, The 76ers had balanced scoring as they had six players in double figures to include James Harden's 31 points. So that is now a series. Tonight you have the Boston Celtics taking on the Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks lead that series two games to one on a very controversial play at the end of the game in game three on Saturday. As it looked like Marcus Smart was going up for a shot. He should have been awarded three foul shots. And the Bucks were able to get the victory. This Grizzlies-Warriors series, it's really getting physical now. The Warriors did win Saturday night, 142-112. to But John Morant got injured late in the fourth quarter. Some people say that was a dirty play. I'm not buying it. Jordan Poole looked like he was grabbing for the knee. But I think in hindsight, he was going for the ball. With that being said, John Morant is not going to play in Game 4, and that could be costly for the Memphis Grizzlies as they are down two games to one. We do have a busy week in sports as the NFL schedule release is coming out Thursday. On Thursday, and I'm really interested to see the schedule itself because, of course, there is a big game that I have vested interest in The San Francisco 49ers will be playing the Atlanta Falcons at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and I am excited about when that game is going to be. Before I get Matt here on the show, I just want to give a big shout-out to the Freed Harmon Lady Lions softball team for winning the Mid-South Conference. They are just that much closer to punching their ticket to the NAIA World Series. And that truly is a big deal because this team has been dominant all year round. What can you say about them? 48-3. And and they will host the first round of the NCAA tournament. The NAIA World Series will take place in Columbus, Georgia on May the 26th. I hope to see Freed Harbin there. All they got to do is get past the first round in the NCAA tournament. 
All right, I think it's about time to bring on Matt Austin. So don't go anywhere. When we come back, I will have Matt on the show. This is the show, and we're not going to change it. Welcome back to the show, and on the show today, um, he's no stranger to the podcast that I normally do, Columbus Rapids Weekly. Matt Austin, he's uh, just a terrific sports photographer. You could check out his Facebook page, Matt Austin Photography. Currently, the Columbus River Dragons season unfortunately came to an end, but Matt Austin has been there from the beginning and he's also a photographer for some other sports teams that we'll talk about. But Matt, it's great having you on the show. And just tell me a little bit about how you got into sports photography and what you love about it. Well, so it all started, and and it's the same story I tell on every every time I every time somebody asks. COVID happened. I was playing in a band. All the bars shut down. I didn't have anything to do. Soccer was shut down, so there was nothing. You know, I couldn't do anything there, and I had to have something because I was getting stir crazy. Literally, I would wake up in the morning, I'd come to work, I'd go home. I'd wake up in the morning, I'd come to work, I'd go home. And I have to have something. Like, I have to have something to do. And so whenever the first stimulus check came in, I asked my wife, I was like, hey, are you okay if, you know, I take $300 and go buy a cheap camera uh, and just get out and, like, it, it just gives me something to do. It may turn into something, it may not turn into anything, and, and you know, just kind of fly by the seat of my pants and, uh, a couple months after that, I had a friend of mine who was graduating from Auburn reach out to me and say, hey, are you are you trying to book clients eventually? I was like, I mean, not going to say no. And I, I charged her $50 an hour. And, you know, we did like four hours of shooting uh, and got her senior portraits. And then uh, soccer started back up, uh, the youth league uh, in Smith Station that I was running at the time and decided that, you know, I'm going to start taking pictures of the games Number one, it gives me practice, you know, helps me become a better photographer. Had no plans of really doing at the level that I'm doing right now. You know, I want to I want to boost our social media presence. I want to, you know, start us an Instagram page. I want to, you know, we're going to start doing graphics each week and I need pictures to do it because I don't want to use stock photos for everything. And it just kind of took off from there. Uh, reached out to actually reached out to Zach. And I, I always give him a hard time about it in October of 2020, right after the, the Chattahoots were announced, trying to get on with them and uh, never heard anything back. Apparently, they had found my resume or I had applied for another internship with the River Dragons. I don't remember, but I got an email from Taylor who was, you know, up until this is her this was her last season with Ignite Sports. But she was the the end game host, the the girl that that did all the games during intermissions and media timeouts and all that kind of stuff. Got an email from her. We did a little interview over the phone. She was like, awesome. Yeah, that sounds, sounds great. We'll, we'll see you, you know, in November, whenever the season starts up. And I was like, all right, great. We'll see you then. And here we are, you know, that was the first one that really fell into place. And then, you know, as you know, the rapids started up and that fell in and, you know, now I'm with the Chattahoots. You know, whenever their season starts, I'm with Birmingham Legion when I'm able to make it up there. I'm with the Montgomery Biscuits at least twice a week. This week, I'm shooting for them uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, the, the 5th, 6th, and 7th of May. And still doing the, the soccer stuff. Uh, recently stepped down as president and, you know, filling a creative director role. You've had quite the resume, not to mention also taking pictures for Russell County. 
and uh, the local high school, Smith Station, just the local high schools in the Chattahoochee Valley as well. I mean, so, I mean, you've been out there covering sporting events, but, you know, what do you like the most about, you know, just taking pictures and just having that access to the players and the coaches just in the games? I've always been a huge sports fan from the time I was little. Like, I remember one of the first things I ever – like the first memories I ever have was, you know, going with my dad to basketball tournaments when he would play, you know, at five years old, I started playing basketball at the boys club in Phoenix city. And, and ever since then, like sports have always been something that I've done. When I was at Glenwood, I played basketball and football and one season of tennis, my ninth grade year after my ninth grade year was finished, I moved over to central and ran cross country and played soccer for three seasons and actually ended up getting a scholarship to play in college. Uh, it was a very small college. It was up in Chattanooga. We didn't play Point University. It was an NAIA school called Tennessee Temple, and they've recently closed, you know, in the last five or six years, I believe. Came back from that, tore my ACL, playing basketball, at, you know, playing church league basketball. And ever since then, I hadn't really been able to get out and do that stuff as much anymore. So this is my way of, like, I'm able to take the creative side of things and still be involved in sports. And so that's what kind of fed my, my passion into the way to be successful as a photographer is to, you know, you have to niche down into, you know, what you want to do. Like you can't, you know, no, no photographer is truly going to be successful if they're doing graduations, families, weddings, children, newborns you know, all that. And, you know, there are exceptions to that rule, but you've got to have what your specialty is. And so my specialty now is sports. Like I had a, I had a parent that just texted me a few minutes ago. His daughter was playing soccer last season. This season she decided she wanted to play softball. Well, he reached out to me and said, Hey, can you come out and shoot a game? And I'll get with the other parents to, to see, you know, if they want pictures of their kids too. So, you know, I'm getting these text messages like that. Back to the original question, I went down a rabbit trail there. Photography has always been something I've been interested in. Uh, it wasn't until I got a, a DSLR, you know, when everything happened with COVID, um, that I realized what you can do with photography. Um, so being able to, to do the sports stuff and like, yes, I have access to a lot of things, but I get to still be involved in sports. Not active as a player anymore, but it's the sec the next best thing. I just think that's great. I mean, truly blessed that I've been able to get to know you. Rapids, that's where I first met you. You were taking pictures for the Columbus Rapids, and then your wife mentioned to me that it was a a dream of yours to actually do play by play since you know the game of soccer, and and you went up there, and we were calling a game together in the booth, and. And it was amazing, and, and you're pretty much a natural, and, and you love doing that as well, but photography has been your passion. And then we started doing uh, the podcast, a couple of episodes for Columbus Rapids Weekly. I noticed that we really were invested in the Columbus Rapids because it was their inaugural season, and you did a great job taking their pictures. But you also were very invested with the Columbus River Dragons, and unfortunately their season ended last night in double overtime to the Watertown Wolves. I, just like you, 
stayed up until the end of the game, listened to Zach DeBozart on the broadcast. I'm proud of the River Dragons. I really am. I, I think they had an incredible season that just were taking on a Watertown team that was very good, and they had the home ice. But you as a River Dragons fan, what was your thoughts on the way the season ended? Once it got through the third period, they were going to overtime. Like, it was it was awesome. I looked at one point, you know, just to let you know how invested I was in it. I looked down at my watch at one point because I, I have a smart watch that gives me my heart rate. During the intermission between the third period and overtime, my heart rate was at 120. And I was just sitting. I wasn't active in the game. I wasn't there. I was literally driving my car home. Uh, and that's, you know, that was one of those, like, I can't, I, I need blood pressure medication. I need everything uh, to get me through this. And then, you know, as it went through the, the first overtime and into the second overtime, I just, it, the longer the game went, the more it felt like it was going to be, there's going to just be a bad bounce for one of these teams. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, Watertown got a, got a really good bounce and it wasn't the way that, that I wanted it to go. And, you know, it's like I told my wife and my dad last night when I was talking to them and telling them about the game, like, I'm not watching this game as a fan. I feel like I'm watching this game because, you know, I'm, I'm as invested in this game as I, as, you know, the players are and the coaches are and the front office staff are because they're colleagues, they're friends, you know, more than they're and, and, you know, in my mind, because I talk to them, Every time I'm at the Civic Center, I spend time with them after every game. We're eating together. We're hanging out. We're, you know, uh, chatting up and back and forth and, you know, messaging each other throughout the week. Uh, so it's not even so much watching these games as as a fan. It's I want my friends to win this game. I want my my colleagues, my coworkers, my, you know, everybody in the River Dragons organization to feel, you know, back to, to, to get back to back championships. I unfortunately wouldn't have gotten back to back I would have only gotten the one but either way the the point stands I mean it it was a my friends are playing in the in game three and it's going to double overtime and could potentially be the longest game in FPHL history which as we both know ended up happening last night yes and Zach DeBozart did a great job he is in the record books as the play-by-play announcer who has called the longest game in FPHL history So, Matt, you were at the game last Friday night at the Columbus Civic Center. It was game one of the FPHL Commissioner's Cup final against Watertown. I happened to be at that game, too, as a fan. You were actually working, and I remember seeing you out on the ice when Columbus won the game. It was a very tight, contested game. In fact, at one time, Watertown had a a six-on-four because they pulled their goalie. They went on a power play. They're down three to two. I'm on pins and needles. I don't know what was going through your mind as a photographer down on the ice getting ready to celebrate or possibly have the game tied and going to overtime. Well, I can I can tell you that um, there were a lot of words said that can't be repeated on a on a on the podcast. Caught up in the emotion of it all, and you know, as soon as as soon as when there was eight seconds left or nine seconds left, and and we cleared the puck down the ice, and we knew that they weren't going to get down there and get across the red line, you know, because they took possession of the puck with two seconds left or three seconds left or whatever it was. All of us down there at the players' entrance were going crazy. Um, and I don't—I I know you were sitting on that side where the players come in, but 
Um, I don't know if you could see us down in the corner down there. There was there was a point in time as soon as that clock hit zero, I grabbed a buddy of mine and like, you know, basically had him in a headlock and I was jumping up and down. Like, so don't don't get me wrong, like being a photographer is awesome, but being able to be a fan in those situations is is really cool too. And it's it's just I, I enjoyed the ride that I had with them. Oh, I, I saw the emotion. Like, of course, I was in the stands and, and I got a video of the last part and got you on there and you were high-fiving the players and you were hugging the mascot, Scorch, and I think the other mascot. or it, I think you were giving the mascot a high-five. I'll have to go back and look at the video. But, you know, so many emotions and you're an invested fan, but also you're uh, an employee of Ignite Sports. I mean, I... I look at, you know, me as a Rapids fan. I mean, we both work for the Columbus Rapids. We wanted to see them do good, but we want to support all the Columbus sports teams. And I think with me in attendance on Friday night, it was just so great to run into Coach Eddie of the Columbus Rapids. I mean, we were just shaking hands, and we were just excited that we got to support the River Dragons. I ran into Olivia Gerald in the concessions line. I mean, so it was great to see the Columbus Rapids in attendance as well supporting the Columbus River Dragons. And so it was just a great moment in the city of Columbus. Uh, it absolutely was. That was that was one of those things like you see these you know being a being a part of it and being behind the scenes, you see the highs, you know, you experience the highest of highs and lowest of lows and there's times you get it in back to back back to back games and back, you know within a week of each other. Beating Watertown at, on home ice was was one of the highest and and that that crowd out there on friday night was incredible oh my For, like scott brand said it was about 4500 fans yeah and you know and he's the general manager of the river dragons loves the river dragons just passionate about it and i never see like every time oh you remember in the beginning of the game watertown got up one nothing on that breakaway goal by mcdonald but columbus every time they tied it and when they took the lead the place would just erupt like you can't even imagine just hearing it in the stands. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was, ah, it was, I, I meant, and, and that's the thing. So, so doing what I do, like I have to move, you know, I have to be in certain areas during a game to get a shot. And, you know, so I'm over where the players come out for, for puck drop and, uh, getting the the player introductions and all that kind of stuff, getting pictures of that, and then they they did the the award ceremony. So I had to go back around to where they where the players come in because I didn't realize what side they were facing whenever they were doing the, you know, giving the plaques and and trophy you know awards and all that for the season. Um, and then I have to go down to the other side, you know, the other end of the rink, which is the goal they're attacking. And I was back in the hallway and you know heard everybody groan and just thought no way like this is this is not how you want to start you don't you know i it it felt like at that point there was not really much that was going to be done and then we came storming back the second period we got two goals and you know then in the third period mj graham comes through on a breakaway and once we got to that point and it was three to one i was like okay things have settled down a little bit we've we've got legs you know they've they've had more shots on goal but we've got the legs to beat them if it goes longer. And I felt like that last night too. I mean, once we got through the first second over, you know, through the third period and it was still two to two. And then through the first overtime period and it was still two to two, you know, it, it felt like we had more legs and we, we did. 
I mean, we absolutely did. We had, you know, 50, I think the final shot total was like 55, 44 or something like oh, that, yeah. Richard. So like, yeah, we outshot them and that's, that's a metric that, you know, in all sports that it, you know, that involved that, like in soccer, if you get more shots on goal, you probably are going to win a game. It's very, very few times in, in any sport that you get more shots and you lose. And so it felt like, you know, more shots, we're going to get, you know, we, we had a few opportunities and shout out to their, their goaltender, Buka Boom. He was incredible last night. Every time, it, every time he was required to make a save, he was, he was on top of it. And he's not a very big guy, but he, he managed to make himself bigger than anybody, anybody that's six foot. And like Zach said on the broadcast last night, you know, Roster says he's six one, but I think it's six one with skates. <laughs> so he's not a he's not a very big guy, but he he definitely played well last night. Oh, and Zach DeBozart, he had such a memorable broadcast. Do you remember like his favorite? What was your favorite line from Zach? I know he was talking about a you have to murder somebody to get a call. I mean, he had some very funny lines on the broadcast last night. My favorite one from last night that, that made me laugh, it was uh, Jake Schultz uh, got called for roughing. And I don't know if you I don't know if you you heard this or not, but I did the, about Jake, the baby. He just Jake had a baby, had a son. And Zach's quote was the referee wants Jake Schultz to put on baby gloves in game three of a finals. And. You know, I know he's a new father, but come on, guys. Like, or so, something along the like, I was actually trying to take pictures of uh, Auburn soccer. Uh, Auburn High School hosted the first round of the AHSAA boys and girls playoffs. Um, girls played Dothan and the boys played Enterprise. So I was sitting over there last night uh, watching the game and trying to take pictures and struggled. Yeah. It, it, like I said, it, it, it was a tough loss. Uh, but the River Dragons, they'll be back next season. Uh, are, are you planning on the, you, you plan on being the photographer for the Columbus River Dragons for the 20, the 2022, 2023 season? There's nothing set in stone yet. Um, I'm not shutting the door on it because, you know, I just don't know what my schedule is going to look like right. next season. Um, with the way things have been taken off recently, like in the last week, I've shot for – Birmingham Legion, which is the USL championship team, which if MLS is tier one of soccer in the United States, USL championship is tier two. Oh, wow. Like I said, I shoot for the Montgomery Biscuits. Uh, they're the double A affiliate of the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, so they're, you know, in the pipeline for Major League Baseball. Uh, shot for them Thursday and Saturday. Uh, obviously, Friday night was was game game one of the FPHL finals, and then Sunday morning I was shooting for MLB photos, uh, which was a cool opportunity. Uh, there was a they were doing a youth baseball camp in Montgomery, uh, and I actually was reached out to by a Major League Baseball staff photographer uh, on Wednesday to see or Thursday, I don't remember either on Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, to see if I was available to shoot that. So, you know, there's there's been some doors that have opened recently that, you know, had been shut pretty tight. So, like I said, I'm not I'm not shutting the door on 
coming back as a River Dragons photographer. I would love to, uh, but it, it's really just going to depend on on what you know what my schedule looks like because you know I've got certain goals in place and there's positions that are going to open up uh, in the next few months that I'm going to put in applications for, and if those work out, I may not have time to shoot for the River Dragons, and you know it would it it wouldn't. It would hurt to have to, you know, drop out of something like that. But at the end of the day, if I can get this job that I want, then I'm going to go after it. And that is great. And you got to take whatever opportunity is given to you. And Matt, as our career paths do cross once in a while, be working as the play-by-play announcer for the Rapids, also color commentator for the Columbus Lions, although you're not taking pictures for the Lions. But uh, I was also the public address announcer for Russell County Sports. So I would often see you there. And then in the fall, I'm actually now the play-by-play announcer for Russell County High football. So I might see you fall for high school football. Who knows? Uh, that, that, again, is going to depend on the schedule. Uh, I've actually – So, I mean, so, Matt, th- this is what I'd like to do. On, on the podcast I normally do, Tuesday's episode is going to be kind of like a sports feature. Like the, it's not going to have a timestamp on it. It's just going to be, I, I'd like to do one on you. I, I think I've already done one on Zach DeBozar. I mean, you could check it out. Um, he, him and I, we did an episode last week and it was amazing. We just talked River Dragons hockey. And then uh, the last part I was asking about his like life, like life in Michigan and his sports teams that he rooted for. And so if you want to check it out, I, I think it's incredible. Um, he he pretty much agreed to be on the podcast, and we just like had so much fun. Uh, and then uh, Dave Plata, uh, I've I've done one on with him as well. Um, on uh, you know he used to work for WTVM. Dave Plata, I grew up listening to and watching. Yeah, and uh, so so I catch myself every now and then. You know, I, like I'll always say, you know, sports are stupid or something like that. Like last night. I said it multiple times in my life. Sports are stupid. We should never play them again. Um, <laughs> Sunday night, I posted on my Instagram story, uh, shared a picture of the of the River Dragons final score, and said, "Hockey is stupid, and I hate it." Oh uh, man! Which obviously, I don't hate it. I don't hate sports. No, of course not. Uh, doing what I do, I you know, not that I have to like sports, but doing what I do, I obviously love sports, and. Uh, so, you know, Dave Plato was always, and that's a look at sports. Uh, so I, every now and then I'll catch myself, you know, breaking down a game for somebody and, and I'll just, and that's a look at sports. And everybody looks at me like I'm crazy. Yeah. No, a, uh, you know, Matt, I, I do appreciate you being a guest on the show. Um, best of luck to you in, in all your, uh, your uh, photography uh, journeys. And I know that, the door is still open for you to get up in the booth and do play-by-play for soccer because you have a gift. I mean, you are capable of doing play-by-play and color if you want to, but that's also something that you are, you know, you've done before and you can actually put that on your resume. Right. And, you know, I'm not going to say yes or no right now because, you know, it all is going to depend on what these next few months look like for me. Uh, and, and how much it takes off over the summer. Cause, uh, with the biscuits, it's, you know, I'm, I'm a part-time employee with them. I'm working eight, nine, 10 hours a week. Sometimes I think this past week, uh, just Thursday and Saturday, uh, I think I worked like 11 or 12 hours 
that's just two games. And one of those games was an hour and 48 minutes. And then, like I said, this week I've got three, three days that'll be, you know, four or five hours each day. And hopefully, hopefully this Saturday. So last Saturday I got there early trying to get BP and player entrances and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, just to give them some, some extra content to post. And, um, <laughs> I got there and as soon as I got there, it started to storm. Oh boy. So whenever I sent my time to the guy, I was like, I got there at three 30. I left about 10 30. You know, I don't know. I don't know what, what, when you want to start my time, you know, game started at six. So, you know, if you want to start it, you know, an hour before that or 30 minutes before that, whatever you decide. And he was like, no, you got here with good intentions. It just didn't work out. And so, yeah, hopefully, you know, I still want to, still want to get there early enough someday and get BP, but we got to have, you know, no rain, no rain. Yes. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Matt, before we let you go, where can the listeners find you? Like as, as far as social media, like what, what is your, uh, the name of your, facebook page and where can where can uh where can listeners find you so they can see your work uh you're ready because it's really difficult sure all forms of social media at m austin photo m austin photo so you're on twitter facebook instagram tiktok uh am i missing any facebook instagram twitter tiktok i think you got it all nice i think you got all of it don't really, I don't really post too much on TikTok. Uh, I do have a couple of videos that I've put up there, but nothing, nothing huge. All right. That was Matt Austin. He is the photographer for the Columbus River Dragons, Columbus Rapids, Birmingham Legion FC, the Montgomery Biscuits, does some high school sports every now and then. He's passionate about his work, and he just loves sports. Matt, thank you so much for being on the show. Just a reminder for everybody, this is being broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key, your flagship station for the Columbus River Dragons. Hope that everybody has a great rest of your day, and we will talk to you then. Bye. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdred. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020, all rights reserved.